attack we all anticipated never came. The once invincible empire had begun to fracture. The small rebellion had become bold. And with a decisive victory at the Battle of Endor, the Emperor's reign of terror came to an end. After the war, Zeb took Callus along the secret hyperspace path to the planet Lyrason. It was then that Callus realized he hadn't destroyed the Lasat people, and that they were thriving on this new world. A world where he was welcome as one of them. Hera fought in the Battle of Endor, as did Commander Rex. By that time, there had been a new member added to the crew of the Ghost. Spectre 7, Jason Sindula. Born to fly, just like his mother. And well, we all know what his father was like. As for me, I used to think that Ezra was counting on me to protect Lothal. The planet and the people he cared for so much. But one day, I realized there was more to it. There was something else I was meant to do. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the castle less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Kristen. I'm Anna. And I'm Cheyenne. They're all here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So guys, uh, our entire team has joined forces to talk Rebels Remembered. Uh, So this March 5th, guys, we're celebrating our favorite Rebels and how we miss them. Yay. Oh my gosh, we miss them so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so we wanted to celebrate with you guys because uh, today is uh, hashtag Rebels Remembered Day, um, where I'm, I'm sure if you've seen our feed that we're uh, posting Rebels and all our favorite moments and all that good stuff. Um, and we're here to talk about our favorite moments of Rebels. Um, so we're not going to do news like we normally do or anything like that because I think we've got enough here for a whole episode and some, I'm sure. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and kick it off. So, so first off, I want to get, get kind of a, a consensus of the group. So, so what is your absolute favorite moment of Rebels? Uh, Cheyenne, you start us off. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> My absolute favorite moment of Rebels is when... I don't want to say when Darth Maul reappears. I want to say when he's, like, got himself back together... And he literally and figuratively um, is, um, oh God, what's the right word? Appealing to Ezra, Mm -hmm. um, his master, because I feel like this is the first time that we really see Darth Maul, like, know his own abilities in a less, like, physical, I can beat you up manner, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because to me, there was always more to Darth Maul. I love that he could do flips and tricks 
and all of that. But there was always so much more to him. Why was he so mad all the time? <laughs> and I like that we get to see more of that in Star Wars Rebels. And so I'll be honest, like, I don't think there was any specific moment other than the fact that he is emerging mm. in general. Absolutely. Uh, Anna, your favorite moment. Oh my goodness. It's so hard to pick one. But I think I have to go with Ahsoka returning and that episode of Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, her facing Darth, Ma- I mean, Darth Vader is like amazing to me. I love it. I mean, they're both favorite characters. So that plus all the Loth Wolves, it's just like amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Kristen, do you have a favorite? Anna Stallman. No, Anna Stallman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, too, I don't feel like I'm as well-versed on Rebels as I am on, like, the movies and Clone Wars, because I kind of caught up very quickly with Danny in order to watch the ending um, for the season finale. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've kind of gone through and watched a few here and there, and honestly, the one that I always want to watch would definitely be Twilight of the Apprentice, where ahsoka and vader meet again and oh just the scene where like his mask gets like hit off and he's like ahsoka Mm. (laughs) (laughs) waterfalls (laughs) honestly favorite one so twilight of the apprentice maul returning ahsoka returning my favorite i think would be the world between worlds um I love it because in, in in if anybody has listened to the podcast before, you know my favorite thing. World, weird Star Wars is awesome Star Wars. I love it when it gets weird um, because that's when it really gets deep into like the lore uh, and things like that, and just shows you really what the Force can do with really showing you nothing about the Force simultaneously somehow. Um, and, and I love I, I love all of the the stuff that went into just that scene, the clips from all the eras and everything, um, getting to hear Kylo in Star Wars Rebels. Like, I mean, that was wild. Uh, Not something that you'd ever consider would actually happen or anything. And um, then getting, getting to see Ezra faced with that choice um, of trying to save Kanan after saving Ahsoka and just, all the weird circumstances around it, the Loth Wolves, as Anna said as well. <laughs> like, I mean, just everything at that point is just like, I don't know. Like, I'm even having a hard time, like, explaining <laughs> my favorite parts about it. Just because there's so much to it and it's so complex and just strange. Um, that's definitely one of my favorites, for sure. And I know that I, it's funny that you say that because before when I was just trying to kind of reignite my rebels brain, I came across an article on starwars.com. It's literally titled how rebels, a world between worlds exemplifies the best of the Jedi philosophy. Ooh. And for me, the title, I was kind of like, does it though? (laughs) 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 To be like, I don't know. I think it's more just like the force being like, ooh, but like, when I read the article, I saw kind of what they meant. Mm-hmm. And um, just because I love words, reasons I'm a writer, this whole, like this first intro says, through a seismic shift in galactic storytelling. And I was like, 
Done. There um, you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it was so cool how it intertwined and then there was decision making and the force and just all of these things happening at once. So that's my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, and, I, and I love that and, and I feel like that's a lot of what Rebels brought to the table was it was deepening a lot of the lore that was already there and so we knew about the Rebels we knew about the Empire we knew about the Force and all this other kind of stuff but it was like it took everything that was a surface level and just gave it even more um, and almost without telling us really much of anything um, we got to learn where the Jedi landed after Order 66 and things like that um, from a Jedi who ran during Order 66, which was the coolest thing. Um, and, and how he basically suppressed everything about him. Um, didn't even want to use his lightsaber or anything. Like, kept it in two pieces. <laughs> just so much just to not use it. Um, like, just everything about it was just was just awesome. Um, so, as far as Rebels go, like, what... Uh, Anna, I'll give you this one. Uh, what do you think about it really made it such such an impactful show? Filoni? <laughs> I mean, um, his storytelling is really amazing. I mean, I love Clone Wars. And at first, I must say, I was hesitant to watch Rebels because I was like, oh, this looks like very childish. And like, it's what? how can you compete after Clone Wars? But... He made, he brought what was amazing from Clone Wars and just put it in this different world, but still made it like the great storytelling that is. Like we have people like Ezra that was such a lost soul, have that purpose and find true meaning to his life and family. We bring like people like Ahsoka that we know her journey is like super crazy going ups and downs and we still see her like wanting to do good. And you bring people like Maul that it's like, oh man, like we love this character that we knew so little about and that we knew so much. And his ending was beautiful. So it was just like bringing all those things that we loved and bring and kind of like also creating this magic or like mythology kind of story with it. I thought it was just like beautiful. I mean, I, I never can say if I love one more than the other because it's so different but i love that he brought some like i don't know that mystical um but still made it like a a show that everybody can like find something that you can like be with or like mm -hmm. know that oh i love this show because of this or because of that i don't know it's so much <laughs> it's so much to like put it all together in one <laughs> definitely um and uh as far, and I feel like you hit the nail on the head when, when you're talking about the mythology. Um, I think that's what Rebels did for Star Wars, is it, it really broadened the mythology and, and brought in that, I mean, the strange, the, the out there, the stuff. Because, I mean, who would have ever thought that they would have touched time travel, of all things, <laughs> um, or, or anything like that. And I remember actually after that episode, because I was like, man, this is the coolest thing ever. I am totally down for this. I love the, every single second of this. And I was seeing articles where people were like, oh, man, now they've done this. They're going to retcon everything. They're going to retcon The Last Jedi. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it's like, really? That's, that's what we're going for? Um, but it was kind of stuff like that where – well, not stuff like that article, but I mean, like stuff like the, the the weird things that they brought in there. It really added some 
a deeper tangibility, I guess, to Rebels, um, where it felt like a world you could actually live in, you know? Instead of, oh, it's the Jedi and the Sith and this mystical whatever. Like, it, it, it was almost Star Wars with real people problems kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you guys said your uh, favorite moments. So, um, let's talk about them. So, so Anna, your favorite moment with Ahsoka returning. Um, what about it? Was that your favorite? Like, when did you realize that Ahsoka was Fulcrum? Uh, uh, now I'm trying to think way back. <laughs> well, the thing is that I read the book. I read E.K. Johnson's book and it ends. Well, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I mean, it does mention Fulcrum in the book. And then when it comes out in the show, I was like, what can it be? And that's when Star Wars Celebration was. And I was just like, oh, I can. I was in the panel and I actually I had to leave the panel because I had my picture with Mark Hamill. And my husband stayed in and he kept that secret of like, yeah, I saw Ahsoka and you didn't. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, oh my goodness, she's turning, uh, she's coming back. And when I saw her in the show, I was like, I'm so interested because I read the book and like to see where she's at in her life. Um, but that scene with with Darth Vader, I was just like, oh my goodness, she she's not going to kill him for sure. Mm -hmm. But that battle is so many feelings like combined, but she, I feel like if she would have made it anywhere in the original episode four, I don't think Vader will be Vader. Um, seeing their vulnerability like towards each other was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that you still found like, Ahsoka in a very mature state where like, okay, I lost everything. I, the, I felt betrayed by the Jedi Council, and now I'm still doing good. So I just, just love everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I didn't think about that actually being in the Ahsoka novel, because I didn't read the Ahsoka novel till way after Rebels. Um, but man, so I got it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what did you think overall of, of the Ahsoka Vader showdown? Like, because uh, I know you said Twilight of the Prince was your favorite. Um, what did you guys think of all that? Like, how how are you feeling watching it? Whoever crying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I was crying, and the thing is that okay, so I do a lot of lightsaber combat classes, so we kind of study how they fight, you know. And Ahsoka has a particular way to fight. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't doing that with Vader. She was defending the whole time until like one moment that she gets really mad. So I love seeing that and also seeing Vader like um, kind of going at it, but not at it. Mm -hmm. So I thought when she breaks his mask, it's like that moment where he's dealing with like, okay, my dark side, but still like, I know who you are. And like, you haven't done anything to me, but be good. So I think that was such a moment where you kind of like relate for both of them. Like you relate for Vader because he's, I mean, I could talk about Vader for days, but he's just in that moment where like, I feel like everything's lost. And then I have Ahsoka in front of me. And the same thing with like Ahsoka, like she still feels that guilt of like letting her master become Vader. Mm -hmm. So it's just a full bag of emotions in there. Yeah. <laughs> Emotions is the most relevant thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like in that moment, because for me, 
Darth Vader was one of the most devastating things to ever happen to me in my childhood. Because <laughs> 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 I loved Anakin so much. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. And I cried about it. And I, but I love Darth Vader. I do love Darth Vader as a character. Because when I did watch the original trilogy, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's great. But he's evil and it's awesome. Um, and people always forget that he is literally, there's never a moment in his life where he's not fighting himself. Like he, everybody's always like, oh, he's the big bad. Even though he's got Palpatine, like Darth Vader's also the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And it's like, yeah, he's a bad guy because of the suit that's on him and the person that he has to stand next to. He is not internally fully the bad guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I think that scene encompasses that. Like we see a lot of scenes, like when Luke, what's the word I'm looking for? Brings like brings the good out in him before mm-hmm. he dies. Stuff like that. Like obviously we see those little good bits and pieces in different things with, with Padme and then with Luke and then now with Ahsoka. But I feel like with Ahsoka, it's, the strongest because it's not they're not talking about it you're just feeling it mm-hmm. you know and i think that scene just puts a lot of feelings like you said it's a big bag of emotions in one scene oh definitely absolutely kristen <laughs> want to weigh in on your favorite scene <laughs> i mean yeah it's super emotional like everyone said i mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You you see the conflict too with both of them, really, because I think the thing that kind of gets Ahsoka is she. I think she kind of questions herself in that moment too of like what could have been if she didn't leave the Jedi Order, even though you know she was technically kicked out first, and then you know they were like, "Oh, we messed up. We're sorry. Come back." And she mm-hmm. just made that decision at that point that's not what she wanted. Um, and I know we kind of talked about that too about. Um, you know, it was the best decision for her, but same time, you, you can't help but wonder what Anakin would have been like if, you know, if she would have stayed or even vice versa, if Anakin just would have left in general, mm-hmm. you know, and not been there at all. But I'm sure that's, you know, the struggle that she faced was, <laughs> mm-hmm. what if I didn't leave? How could he be different? Maybe I could have stopped it. And, you know, then ugh, just makes me cry, y'all. <laughs> I love it at the same time. Like, it always makes me so emotional. Well, and I think that's the coolest part about uh, that whole scene. And, and, and Cheyenne, you said it, where it's it you you know that there's nothing to say that it, they're feeling every bit of it. Um, the the part that still gets me every single time I watch that moment is when she hits part of his mask, and you hear Matt Lanter's voice for just a second say Ahsoka. Like thinking about it right now, it breaks my heart. Like I always get misty eyed in that part where I'm just like, oh god. No, <laughs> and, and I mean it—it it kills me. Um, just because you know what they've been through, and all the time, and all the things that he's done for her. Because, um, like Kristen said, we we recently talked about how, I mean, Anakin would do anything for those he loves, anything, uh, not limited at murder or anything like that. <laughs> Literally, would do anything for these people mm-hmm. that he loves. And for Ahsoka, he almost killed a guy to find out where she was. Um, forced, almost force choked him out. There's been multiple times where like something happens and he's ready to rampage, like to find out. All right, look, yeah. let, 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 I gotta get my Padawan back. This is not okay, and, and everything. Um, so 
in that moment with Twilight of the Apprentice, I feel like that's where you see the summation of everything. Um, all of the experiences they had, their relationship, how he felt when she left and vice versa and all that kind of stuff. It was literally all dropped in that one moment. And what's the best part about it is that all it is is just silence and music. That's it. They the music. Say, yeah. They didn't say anything, but all you're getting is a version of Ahsoka's theme in the background and everything. And it's just, it like, it breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. No, this show will break your heart so many times. <laughs> it's just like, it's, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, if we go back to being relatable, it's how it started. And it's like, there's like a whole um, family theme in the show. So even like a part of like the Ahsoka Vader is that family that was broken before and it reunites, but you know, it can't really go together. So it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Poetry. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, and actually, continuing with what you said, Anna, um, so the, the family theme throughout the entire thing, um, because oh, we see it continue even with Ezra. He's tempted with it in the end with Palpatine and everything to, to be able to see his family one more time, um, which, again, soul crushing, heartbreaking, all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's tempted with getting his true family back but realizes that he has his found family and everything and and i love seeing them grow together especially because like i'll be honest i was not a fan of ezra at first in the least (laughs) 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 like could not stand the kid but as we found kristen and i have found throughout star wars Apparently, all the main heroes start that way, so we're just kind of like, uh, you're all whiny and just, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Tashi Station. But anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll never let that one go. No. <laughs> uh, but it's it's cool seeing Ezra grow, because at first, you, kinda, you can kind of see how it's almost like he resisted Kanan and Hera. Um... Like he was the he was the street rat who wasn't gonna I mean he he was gonna break away the second that he wasn't needed anymore or that he didn't need them and everything, um, but seeing how he just slowly became a part of the ghost crew and they became this found family that was stronger than any bond that they any of them had ever experienced because they were all cast out in one way or the other whether that be on the run from Order sixty six. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened with Hera. I know that she lost her family home due to Thrawn. Um, but I think she just joined up with the Rebellion or something to that effect, right? I think so. I know that like in her, she Hera summarizes it really well. I was telling you about the recap thing that I was watching. She summarizes it really well when she says, and I wrote it down because it hit me in the heart. <laughs> In the season, or I think the series summary, she said, a boy who was lost, a girl who was broken, survivor, a war vet, and a fallen knight. Mm. Um, And you can watch that summary literally probably anywhere on YouTube. (laughs) But the one I specifically saw was posted by the Space Family. Um, And I think it really encompasses them as individuals. And obviously she goes on to talk about, like, how that those individuals became a family. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they came together to create the family that was the rebels. Absolutely, um, and, and and I think that's the again one of the coolest parts about the series is is how everyone 
comes together. It, it's a whole bunch of people who should have never teamed up. Is essentially what it is. Um, that probably hated each other's guts at first, but did what they had to do to get it done and to become a cohesive team. And just seeing really just everything of, of what they went through and of how they came out the other side of that. I think it's great. Um, one of the coolest moments to me as far as like the family goes and everything was the part where um, it's after... I think it's after World Between Worlds, or it's in that episode, I'm not 100% sure, where uh, Hera saves Ezra uh, from everything collapsing and all that kind of stuff. And um, she's like, the temple, it's gone. And that's when they see the the Loath Wolf for the last time, and the one last lesson, and all this other kind of stuff. And they have that moment, though, where she's like, Kanan's really gone. And he's like, yeah. And everything. It's just like, that, that was... That set of episodes were the worst to get through because, <laughs> like it, yes, it was just emotional and heartbreaking. Like, I'll never forget watching when Kanan did die, um, when he gave his life and everything like that. Like, and then we had to watch it twice because of World Between Worlds. Yeah. Thanks, Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't get it. Right, once wasn't <laughs> enough, but appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but really, kind of seeing just the level of where Kanan was at that point and everything where he, he had achieved true Jedi at that point. Um, and what was cool is that again, um, and, and we brought it up in multiple shows where cookie cutter Jedi is not a Jedi is what we're finding out. Not everyone fits into the same mold. So, and Kanan, I think really exemplified that. Yeah. And that's why like, there's so many times that you see the Jedi council or the Jedi's, like as a theme, they don't work. It's just because it's not, if you don't have a connection with other people, if you don't have that passion, then how are you able to achieve that? Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I love about Kanan is that he he was his best when he had that companionship with Hera and like have that family, even though they shouldn't have that as being Jedi. So I think that for him made him much better than Mm -hmm. any journey he had before or like even teaching his lessons. And that's why I feel like he was such a good master to Ezra. And that's also a cool thing to see in the show, how he goes from not wanting to be a master for Ezra to like, okay, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And then he was the best. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like those little things that is still like family. Even like when Kanan dies and like, um Hera feeling his like Kanan's hand in the show. Oh, I, that's man. one of my favorite. That will break me. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like it's just those little things that even like the people around could feel like the force and it's just not like a Jedi thing again. Mm-hmm. I think all of the because right now we're talking emotionally and <laughs> I feel like every time talking to star wars or non-star wars people every time i talk about emotional things in star wars i'm like it's really mind-blowing that animation makes me feel this way absolutely (laughs) and like that's such a like societal thing to say because like animation isn't really any different than live action because it's still characters that you care about that are i don't want to say non-existent because they are existent in our lives but like these are characters that people wrote about and created for mm-hmm. us to feel these emotions and to do these things. And then the fact that it's animation, it's like, oh, it's a cartoon. No, like, there's still a story and it still sits well mm-hmm. and sometimes not so well. 
general. And I just really, I, I like pointing things like that out because for me in like the creative world and the artistic world, it doesn't matter what your art is. It's still doing something. And I mm -hmm. think that's something super important about rebels is that everybody was like, this is going to be for kids or this is for kids. And it's like, whether or not it is, I'm crying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. And I think that that speaks to just the caliber of writing and the care uh, taken with these characters and stories uh, from Filoni and his crew um, because they're what give these characters life, to be honest. Uh, the voice actors, the writing, the music on that too. Like it was just, all of it's just a perfect storm, to be honest with you, um, for a, a cartoon to make you feel something that way, um, to really draw you in and care about these characters the way that all of us did. And do. <laughs> yeah. And to bring all the little details, because another thing that I loved about Rebels is, like, bringing all those details that from Clone Wars, even, like, in a world between worlds, when you see that painting that you know is the father, the daughter, and, like, seeing that way how he brought those characters into, like, a stone. It's just, like, a stone. But right. then it's, like, oh, yeah, they're moving, and it's, like, a painting. And it's just beautiful to see, like, oh, look at that, how it came back. Or like seeing, for me, one of my favorite things also was seeing Rex back. Mm -hmm. Even though I was like, why aren't you not like a shining armor? But <laughs> um, I love to see like, oh, look, there were some people that did survive and like saw what life could be with without being such clones and the measures that they had to go through to avoid that. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, my favorite, Droid Chopper. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a speaking team up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, speaking of favorites, who is everybody's favorite rebel? Ooh. I, th I think mine is Kanan, personally. Uh, I love okay. seeing his journey as going from the, the on-the-run Jedi, just disavowed, basically, um, to the Jedi Master that he became. Um, and everything. I loved seeing his growth, which hurt because I knew that by the beginning of season four, he was done. Cause like his story had ended at that point. There was, there was not nowhere else for him to go. And he kind of, he, his story played out. And so at that point I was like, yeah, Kanan's not going to make it. He's, <laughs> there's nowhere else for him to go. Um, it would, he would have just been the Jedi friend that they had at that point. Um, but I loved his growth and, and how he, in all honesty, the way he found the Force and found his oneness with the Force should have been similar to how Anakin should have been allowed to do it. Um, because he didn't yeah. fall, Kanan didn't fall into the cookie cutter either. Now he grew up in it, so it was a little bit more of something to accept. But even then he had to find his own way. And I think that that would have helped Anakin had he been given that choice. But he didn't. And so I almost kind of see Kanan as a, a what-if Anakin <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I really love Kanan. Kristen? Um, I would have to say my favorite is probably Hera. Hmm. So she was kind of like the mama figure. You know, she was the one that kind of would kind of just tell him how it was. Like 
we're gonna do this you're not gonna do that like she just had to kind of play mediator between them sometimes too and just be like no like Ezra you're gonna stay and and Kanan and Zebra gonna go or something you know what I'm saying like she just kind of had it all together I felt like and she's honestly my favorite yeah same here I'm gonna go with Hera because she was like um I mean girl power to the max the fact that she was an amazing pilot, because this I loved it. Um, and she she was the center of like um of gravity. Like she pulled everybody together. Like she knew she had a good understanding, even though she's not technically sports sensitive, she had a good understanding of like knowing when to give everybody their space and knowing when to um like okay, no, I need you for this mission and you're gonna learn this lesson for this mission. So I always thought that was really really cool i always love okay. seeing oh i'm sorry i was just gonna uh, no. comment real quick um I, I always love seeing Hera too how how she progressed because like like you guys said she was the center of gravity she was the one that kept everyone else together and mediated and all that kind of stuff but even still she found time to better herself to find growth yeah. and all that and everything and to become who she became in the end and so it was just like she did it all. <laughs> she wasn't, I mean, she, her level of like sacrifice and she's not selfish at all. Like she lost everything she lost from her family and then she loved, lost the love of her life and she still had a mission to carry. And like, she was the first one to be like, no, we need to be part of the rebellion and like do this and look, there's much more in her life that just like, oh, this little mission. No, look how many people were, were saving. So I, I love that about her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's literally, I was laughing because that's who I was going to say too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was really battling between Hera and then like Ahsoka as Fulcrum. Mm -hmm. Because for me, just like everybody else, I didn't love Ahsoka as Snips. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Um, she wasn't bad. Like, she definitely had her arc and she did her arc well. But Fulcrum Ahsoka is the Ahsoka that I needed like to, to see the growth because I was one of those people that like needed not like whiny Ahsoka, but like I was one of those people that needed to grow in specific areas. And I was just so strong willed for so long when I was younger that I didn't do that. And so like as an adult to see that play out, even in an animated character, I was like, Oh yeah. Wow, this is amazing. And to see Fulcrum Ahsoka so confident in her abilities and so, like, helpful to everyone without being the center of attention, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, Absolutely. just being helpful to be helpful, to do things that she feels is right. She did what she felt was right, leaving the order. And then now she's, like, got her way of things. And mm -hmm. um, she does it really well. So, like... I was struggling between her, but I don't necessarily consider her like one of the main rebels. So I went with Hera yeah. because Hera is the mom. And I love, I do love that about her. I, I'm the mom of my friend group when we go out. So like it, I identified a lot of the times with Hera being like, wait, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. So absolutely. Hera. So now being the dark side here, who was your favorite villain Ooh. in the rebels? Kristen, I'm going to start with you because you have that, <laughs> that look. <laughs> well, I feel like this might be just common knowledge at this point now. But, I mean, Darth Vader is always 
my favorite. Always. <laughs> like, you cannot trump him. Um, and then watching Maul's return was very much satisfying. So he would have to be, like, my number two. Um, but ones that are, like, I guess, and I may be speaking out of turn, but hopefully not. The Some that I think that are based solely in Rebels would be, like, the... Um, Oh, God. Why did I just lose what their names were? The brothers and sisters, though. Like, six brothers, seven oh, sisters. Yeah, the uh, Inquisitors. The Inquisitors, thank you. Inquis- I almost called them, like, <laughs> sinister <laughs> something. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're solely based in Rebels, and I think they're terrifying. Honestly, like, when we were going doing, like, our Monster Madness thing, like, they came up in an episode, and it was kind of horrifying. They're like the Michael Myers of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Sometimes. Kidnapping kids. <laughs> was it you guys that I was talking to about how they came about? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Like they were Jedi? Oh, yes. Well, I don't think we were talking about it, but I, I did. I found that out in the Darth Vader comic. But go ahead and say what you're oh, going to say. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not for Let's anybody that's not in the comics, but. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I don't know where I heard it. If you told me or if somebody, somebody I think told me or I read it somewhere, but um, that they were all ex-Jedi mm-hmm. from Order 66 that Palpatine was like, no, 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 we're going to keep them. And they're going to become this crazy looking thing <laughs> <laughs> um, that has a robot voice all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, that freaks me out. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Anyways. Well, and in the, in the, I guess, spoiler for the Darth Vader comic, if you haven't read it, it's like one of the first, I think it's in the first five issues. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the reason why some of them have like the robotic voices and things like that is because they encountered Vader. Vader trained each one of them personally. And so in like, in the first time that you see him with the Inquisitors, uh, Palpatine goes and, and tells him, he said, uh, you're the, you're the one that's over this team and everything. And the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor answers to you, go test them out, see if they're worth it. And within seconds, he slices off the arms of a few of them. And he's just like, they need more training, and walks away. <laughs> he's like, no, no. They're not good enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> Basically, they carry one out on a stretcher who is missing his limbs. And it's just like, yeah, go do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, that's why a lot of them sound very robotic, because most of them probably are, in a way. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> They're missing something. <laughs> Multiple places, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the Inquisitors was their helicopter lightsabers. <laughs> I di- it didn't bother me at first, but when I went back and when we, when we rewatched Twilight of the Apprentice, seeing it again, I was like, ah, I could have done without that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of felt like a, like a Scooby-Doo thing. They're off again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's Mary the only Poppins. thing that bought. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> They're Mary Poppins lightsabers. It's like they're just leaving the rave or something. <laughs> Close tips. <laughs> so, who was your favorite villain, Danny? Uh, my favorite villain actually, w- it's a tie between Maul and Thrawn because I mean Thrawn, I mean Maul always because uh, I, I I just love Maul. Everything about him just. His character arc in Rebels is just fantastic. Um, I love the growth all the way up to when he finally faces down Obi-Wan. And it's not how he expected. And even in the end, he is looking for revenge. 
and everything. He will avenge us and stuff like that. And so I just love, yeah, I, I, I love it. His story is just beautiful. Um, but I really love Thrawn. I love getting inside his head and seeing how he sees things like the art uh, and, and different things like that. And, I mean, he just, he creeped me out, man. <laughs> he just creeped me out because it was just, and especially if you if you get a chance to read the Thrawn novel, um, you actually get to be inside his head. That, that's the craziest part. Like, you actually get to see what he is thinking, and the dude is a madman. Like, this is, it, it, it's scary how intelligent he is and how 50 steps ahead he is of everyone and everything at all times. Um, so just knowing that and watching him on screen combat the Rebels, and, and basically his fight ended up being less about the Rebels and more about Hera. Like it ended up being Thrawn versus Hera most of the time, which was really interesting, especially when uh, Hera's in the next wing and they're trying to get through that blockade and everything. Yeah. And uh, the only reason that she wins is because someone's like, "No, I'm gonna turn now. This is my chance." And he's like, "What yeah. are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, it never seems like it's out of like a hatred or malice of them. Even in the book, he kind of mentions it too that it has nothing to do with whether I agree with your cause. This is what I've committed to do. And so this is what I'm going to do for my people and everything. So he's just such an interesting character to me. Um, and, and I love it. I love it. What about you guys? How about you, Cheyenne? Um, I feel like I don't have to say Darth Maul because everybody that's ever listened to this podcast or my <laughs> podcast knows that already. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is him. But if I had to choose one that's like Justin Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess, yeah, just in Rebels, it would be, it would be Thrawn, um, for the same reason of reading Thrawn, Mm -hmm. being in his head really, like, screws you up a little, you're like, oh, (laughs) it does, (laughs) and, um, that to me, like, the moment I saw him on screen, I was like, ugh, Mm -hmm. and I was just very, like, taken aback by how I think that I felt when I saw Thrawn the way that people felt when they saw Darth Vader for the first time. Okay. I think that's the best analogy that I can come up with because for me, as a kid, I knew who Darth Vader was. I knew what was coming. I had seen the scenes. I kind of just was aware of Darth Vader as a being. So Mm -hmm. I was a lot less scared and taken aback than I think people were when they saw that in theaters just like sauntering in (laughs) i felt that way with thrawn because he was just like here i am Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say a word i'm just gonna look into your soul and that to me is super cool that not only is he like a deep villain he's a deep villain in a kid's cartoon that like is just scary enough (laughs) without being like a creepy guy Absolutely, absolutely. I have to, I have to agree. I am always in, I I love Maul, but I am like, when it comes to now Rebels, seeing just like Thrawn and how crazy he was, because he's like that type of villain that is not like, um, like Maul, that it's so sentimental. It's more like, oh, I'm going to do this and I have a plan and it's just like, it's so like Tarkin like you know it wasn't like it's like more passion it's more like no like army dude like 
Mm-hmm. But uh, he had a plan and he, and he took everything personal and he knew how to defeat his opponents because he was like, I'm going to get you where it hurts. Like he had stuff from Hera that was belonging from his family. But it also was like Dragon Boss that was like keeping stuff like collectibles because he was just so proud of everything that he was like taking down. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was just like a cool crazy villain (laughs) (laughs) we have to add crazy on that for sure yeah no he was crazy he was there's something in there yeah i mean his eyes are red i mean (laughs) he's a tactical genius but he's also insane yeah yes he's a madman to be the level of genius he is yeah it's a prerequisite he has to be insane (laughs) for sure for sure of the star wars universe yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, though, everything about Thrawn just, it creeps me out. But in the same sense, like, you're almost just in awe of the things that he pulls off. Where it's just kind of like, because that's, like like you said, it has nothing to do with emotion. And it's not anger, hatred, rage, revenge, anything like that. Like the villains that we have seen, it's tactical. It's strategy. It's, I'm going to win because I can <laughs> and yeah. there's there's no heart in it necessarily but the fact that you know that he doesn't have a stake in this this is not his war to fight he doesn't have a stake in in, in how this outcome happens but he knows that he's gonna win and that's it yeah. and that's horrifying <laughs> especially the organ mu- music that always played behind him that <laughs> oh, always yeah. made it worse favorite creatures there oh. we go Ooh. man that's Wow. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of all the creatures. Loath wolves. Oh, for sure. Loath wolves. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those like creepy bat cat things? Not loath cats. <laughs> like, oh god, I don't even know what they're called. I'm gonna have to Google. Oh, it. the the Frynox? No, I know what she's talking about. I think I don't the ones that are afraid of the sunlight. Oh, those were creepy. Yes. Um, horrifying. Maybe, yeah, because they were uh, um, like they... blowing things up and they were running from it. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. Farnock, yeah. Yes, yes yeah. that thing. Okay. I thought they looked like a Pokemon. I don't, yeah, I, was about to say, I don't think they're my favorite, but they definitely freaked me out the most. Yes. Out of anything. I don't know if I really have a favite from them be- just because I can't think of all of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> the flying right octopus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, the Pergil. Uh, yeah, Pergil. I always forget their names. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, because I would have to, like, I need, I have a whole, I have the Wildlife of Star Wars book. Oh, cool. And, like, love creatures so much. Yeah. So I definitely that's one I can't answer right now without knowing all of them. <laughs> I do before we like get too far from the villain thing, I had something I definitely wanted to mention. Um when Darth Maul is dying, RIP, mm. um he asks Obi-Wan, is he the chosen one? And Obi-Wan says he is. And then Darth Maul says he will avenge us. Mm-hmm. And I the only reason this is fresh on my mind is because I watched it and I just like wanted to die inside <laughs> because a, are they talk? Did we ever find out? Are they talking about Anakin? Are they talking about someone else? I and I'm think... oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say like, who, who is he? Who are they avenging? I think in an interview, I don't know if it was a rebels recon or something after, um, I think there was something that confirmed, though, that Obi-Wan was referencing uh, Luke because that's who okay, he's watching at I this thought. point. Yeah. 
So he believes that Luke is the chosen one, which we find out. I'm glad you pulled that picture up because that's another one I'm going to mention. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, in uh, the from, from a Certain Point of View book, we find out that Obi-Wan uh, thought Luke was the chosen one. Yoda thought it was Leia uh, right. and everything. And so, but yeah, so when he's asking, is he the chosen one? And he's like, yeah, and he's like, he will avenge us. It's the first time that there was ever an us in Maul's life. It's always just been right. him. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, Maul is just all about companionship since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like the the fact that he died in Obi Wan's arms, just the way that Qui Gon died with Obi Wan. It's just like it breaks my heart. And the fact that he wanted to kill him with the same move, he killed Qui Gon. It's like no, bro. Like, <laughs> right. Like you can't do this because I have this fresh in my mind. But it was also like an elegant fight. It wasn't like a loud one. Like mm-hmm. it was just like it was boom, 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 three strikes it. and he was down. Yep. yep. And because mm-hmm. I did that, I, when I like I said, I was like, <gasps> the moment I watched it again, and I was just like, he that happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got emotional quickly. Um. Yeah, I just like when he said that, I was like, okay, Obi Wan is definitely talking about Luke. Like I was like, they are talking about either two different people, or. Because Darth Maul recognized that that's who Obi-Wan was caring for. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the same person, but why does he think that he will avenge them? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. just kind of where my brain was going. And I was just like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like the avenge us part. Um, and I mean, there's nothing. This is this is Danny Cannon. <laughs> so, um, this is just a theory. But I mean, I feel like the avenge us, I feel like is basically... Maul is still in that revenge mode. Revenge has never not been a way of life for him. I mean, he lives and breathes it. And I think the avenge us part, um, it's he knows that this this person will bring balance to the force. This person will vanquish his enemies, essentially. Um, so being Palpatine and, and everything. And so he he essentially it's like, okay, cool, am I gonna get my final revenge through this kid? Is is how I took it. Um, where it's like, will he avenge us? And he's like, okay. <laughs> Obi Wan's just like, sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, because in the end, Obi Wan and Maul had the same enemy, mm-hmm. theoretically. Being the enemy of my and enemy. <laughs> yeah. Is my friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, creatures, though. Kristen showed me a picture, and I forgot about one the Bindu. That's who I was gonna pick. Oh yeah! Oh, I, I took yours. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forget <laughs> I that you consider Bendu as a creature. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, well, maybe he's not considered a creature because he kind of, I guess, is a character, but he's like weird looking. Right. So yeah, yeah, creature ish thing. Which I thought he was like when they started showing the previews for. I mean, not the previews, the trailer or the teaser trailer for the Last Jedi, and when they would just show like where the books are. I thought for the longest time that was Bendu. Oh, really? So was, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, because I would see that, and it was like recently for that episode came out, and I was like, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just remember seeing Bendu for the first time and being like, why is there a moose? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt really bad because he's like such a deep part of the show, and I was like, yes. <laughs> He's important, and I don't feel that way about him anymore, but I was very taken aback. 
This is the Canadian side of Star Wars. <laughs> it's a giant moose, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danny. Thank you, thank you. I have my moments. No, I'm just like, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, in, in, what's that? Oh, I was just gonna ask another question. Keep go going. for it. No, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> um, favorite battle. Ooh. Kristen <laughs> like already has so hers, and I'm sorry. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, wait, no, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I was thinking of the wrong show. There was so much buildup on I that. I was thinking of the wrong show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I definitely have mixed up my Clone Wars and my Rebels moments yes, sometimes. That's what I did. Because I was about to say something yeah, about Obi-Wan. I down, yeah, I like Which one were you thinking? Now I'm curious. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if a battle ensues right then, but it's like when Maul comes back for Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. And he like threatens to like take yeah. over like this village and kill them off. Obi-Wan doesn't show his face and then I know they fight at some point, but it may not be right there, but I know it's in that arc. Yeah. And I know what you're Yeah, and it's really good. That same episode where whatever the droid scene is really messed him up, <laughs> so he's hitting the wall over and over again. Yeah, it's that same little <laughs> Yeah. But I immediately thought of that one, but then I was like, wait, no. <laughs> That's not the right show. <laughs> That's okay. When I was writing down my arc for this one, I was like, oh, I want to write down all my favorite things. And I got to favorite arc and I was like, Mortis arc. And I was like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Because it is. It's my favorite arc. Absolutely. Not completely agree. Uh, Um, It's hard to pick a fight because, I mean, it it all depends on like the emotion. (laughs) I go back to the emotion. <laughs> um, because I mean, Ahsoka's battle with Darth Vader—that was such a beautiful fight. But at the same time, like um, the one with Maul, and I also loved, and it's because the passion in Ezra in that moment, and it also made me like him a little bit more. Um, when he goes into the Jedi Temple and he sees like the vision of like the Inquisitor killing Kanan. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I was like, oh, he's dying the show. But <laughs> um, he then starts like battling the Inquisitor. That fight, I loved it. I always oh, yeah. think about it because it's also dark and like um, he has so much passion and like fighting for like, I think it's the first time that I see Ezra like going all out for Kanan. Is that, so the, I think- is that the same episode where uh, Ezra goes to get his crystal? Yes. Yeah, the visions that he sees here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, love I love that episode. That. <laughs> um, I think my fight would be... Um, oh, man. I just lost it. Dang. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, my fight would either be... Uh, which, I mean, obviously, I love Twilight of the Apprentice. Everything about that was the coolest. Um, like you said, because it's emotionally charged and the core choreography on it is just awesome um but i also love uh when kanan and sabine are working trial of darksaber i I really like seeing where uh sabine thinks she's gonna get him with simple tricks and and all this other kind of stuff because finn rao's like hey dude try this (laughs) and then she ends up getting her butt handed to her a couple times and then he gets her to a point where she's just done and over it 
And then all of a sudden the roles reversed and she's got him on the ground and she's just got him pinned and talking about all of the things that's happened with her family, her life, all the things that, that she's been holding in anger and everything. And that in all, in all honesty, that moment is when I like Sabine. I did not like Sabine before that. Um, just, I just felt like she was a flat character. Like there was nothing to her and everything. But in that moment, it was just like, dang girl, I feel you. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, so yeah, so those, I think those would be my favorite ones for sure. Yeah, those are good. Kristen, you figure it out? I think so. Um, God, everything leads back to Twilight of the Apprentice for me. Um, <laughs> but one that comes to mind that I really like is uh, Maul when he fights against um, – why can't I never remember the names? The Inquisitors. God. Mm-hmm. That, I, don't, I need to write that down because I like keep forgetting it. <laughs> when he fights the against the Inquisitors. Yeah, because it, it's – what's cool about the episode is you know when you first meet maul in the episode he's like got a cane like he's all broken and old Old man maul like oh and then you realize like right then maul didn't come to play like maul's playing no games and he just destroys like all the inquisitors right then and one guy takes off off the roof and realizes (laughs) his little saber is not spinning anymore and it's like (laughs) pretty much (laughs) and pretty much dies anyway but just the that fight scene right there is just really Kind of creepy, honestly, just because of how Maul is like throughout the sh- that episode. His, his entrance when everybody's like the shadow Maul, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. "What fun!" <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't remember the full fight scene behind it, if I'm being very honest, but I remember the a lot of the times I remember things by how they made me feel. Obviously. Um, and when the Inquisitor falls down into the explosion, I feel so star. I have the picture pulled up. I think it's in season three. Okay. Um, I get all the feels. Phasma blows up. Palpatine blows up. There are multiple blowing ups <laughs> of <True>. things. <laughs> and for me, I want to say the fight before that was... I think it was him and Kanan fighting. Mm-hmm. And then he, it might've been him, Kanan and Ezra. Um, but then he falls into the explosion and I was like, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, any scene that makes me feel that way, sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because of Darth Maul, because that's where everything in my life leads back to. But like, mm-hmm. it's not going to show you guys. Oh, there that. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, I remember that because I was like, he fell way too comfortably. (laughs) Um, He didn't care that he was falling into an explosion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I obviously I'm glad that he is dead. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also, I am never one to do big theories. Like I really just don't care to theorize too deep. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely like hearing other people's, Excuse me, theories. Um, but when I saw that, this is when Last Jedi was out already, I think. Because I was like, oh, that guy's Snoke. <laughs> yes, go. I thought about it one moment. Oh, man. I was like, that's what happened to him. His face got messed up, and then here he is. <laughs> Tall enough. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. So, huh. You know. I don't know that I ever considered the Grand Inquisitor being Snoke. 
I I also thought that the Grand Inquisitor when he first came out was the son. Mm. Ah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was that him? And I was waiting for that moment to like, because, you know, maybe Darth Vader went back to the island and said like, hey, let's be buddies and like, go fight this guy. Yeah. I I thought that for the longest time. I was waiting for the daughter to come out like being like a light something. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, and even, even like, the brother wouldn't even have to like leave his own place. He can like manifest that dark in him into a being and be yeah. like, here, take it in this person and I'll just stay here. Right. <laughs> like magic. That, that would be crazy. Oh yeah, that would be crazy if he was the son. Right. Ooh. See, I love I love this. I love this. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> See, this is what happens every time we record. Why Bendu was your favorite, Kristen? Oh yeah. You said what now? You never said why Bendu was your favorite creature. I mean, he's just like the coolest one to me. He is the only one I know about, and he I don't know if he technically was much of a creature more than just like a I mean he can turn into a smoke monster. And, that's pretty that's cool. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> did he not just kind of create himself out of like rocks and dirt, essentially? Well no, I mean he yeah. what he we don't really know anything about him other than that he was a force user He's of some mysterious. kind. He, he is mysterious. He, he can like form the mysterious moose. <laughs> <laughs> um, he uh, can turn himself into a storm. There's that. Yeah, he got really angry. He got very um, angry when people wouldn't leave immediately. So he's yep. he's good at getting people out of parties. So. Yeah. <laughs> Call him next time. <laughs> time to leave. I, don't know, I guess I just like, I like the mystery behind him. There's not much to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see him show up again. Yeah, because he was just interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. I forgot about the owls. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of them in the and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> so cute!" You were also over there laughing at a Lothcat picture. So <laughs> there's the so cute. Lothcats are adorable, but this one was horrifying. Honestly, let me see if it'll even show up on the screen. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. It's like the first thing I popped up on Google, That's and this so one was a little funny. nicer. It was a little bit nicer. Just kind of like, ah! But I mean, yeah. they're pretty much like chihuahuas and cats mixed together. So she's like, ah! It was great. <laughs> Man. Like, nice. like, creatures and rebels. That's like the first thing that came up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Just a loath cat screaming. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, cool. Um, well, I think we'll go ahead and we'll we'll wrap up this Rebels Remembered. I think we're I think we're at a point where because uh, I guess off the record, uh, technically we're about an hour and a half at this point. So, Not an hour and a half. <laughs> well, this one is the second start. I know we had thirty minutes a second ago, so. like an hour twenty, something like that. But yeah, can so. I read something before we go? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I talked. Much. No, 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 not at all. I, I was just thinking of you guys, so that's that's all. <laughs> I could do this all night. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's just something that I wanted to share with everyone. It's definitely something accessible to everyone. It's from StarWars.Fandom.com. Mm. Um, so it's just like another one of the wikis type deals. Um, but it's a quote by Greg Weissman, and he says, "We're all very dedicated, and we know this show is going to be canon, so we take that responsibility very seriously." We know that on the one hand, there's an audience who's going to be watching this that knows everything there is to know about Lucasfilm canon and knows beyond that tons of stuff from the expanded universe, which may or may not turn out to be canon when Lucasfilm decides what's official and what's not. 
So we want to show the work, show to work for that group, most extreme fanboys out there. At the same time, we also have the responsibility that for a certain generation of kids, this is going to be their first exposure to Star Wars. Some of that grammar wasn't super great. <laughs> I think I think they either misquoted or just added some words, which is fine. But I, when I was like looking through some things, I saw that and I was like, that is the realest thing I've ever heard. That It's crazy cool because like you can, you can tell the care that they took with this in order to, to cater to just not just the kids, but a new generation and, and, and the, old generation. Yeah, and the old generation. Um, that, that, boys that, and absolutely. And so I always hate that word fanboys. It's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not, just, it's not just guys. Like, come on. Um, yeah. fan, <laughs> but <person>. fan person. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I don't know. Like, I, I love that you can tell the care that they put into all that. And, and it shows in rebels. Uh, rebels is one of my favorite shows. Um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it at first cause it did start kind of slow, but especially coming from the clone wars. But I mean, it's one that like, I feel like you feel deeper about it because with clone wars, it's got a lot more story to tell and you do feel for the characters. So not necessarily in that, but it's a different feeling with rebels. I think, um, because it hits you with family and you, you you're invested in them I, I feel differently yeah no for sure i know for me rebels uh had a lot had big shoes to fill with after watching clone wars but i think it did such a phenomenal job because it was more relatable it was less action-packed but more like feelings packed and uh, I mean, I love the creatures. I know for me, remembering Rebels, <laughs> it brought back like the good that I love, like Ahsoka. And it then showed us this amazing creatures like the Lothwolf. Like, yeah, I have it tattooed. So I think it meant like a little <laughs> bit. Um, but getting to see like so much um, also that I could like share with a lot of the kids that I work with. Like Rebels is kind of like the first um show that i show them when i'm like talking about star wars because it does have like so many beautiful meanings like and it does have funny parts like we have chopper being chopper but it also has like um a lot of redemption stories with all of them with all the characters even going to general oh forgot his name uh cross cross callus um so it was just like a show that had a lot of like deep meaning and mm -hmm. so for me it was it was a lot <laughs> absolutely did you have any last thoughts i don't so cool so did anybody else have any anything else you wanted to share uh say anything like that before we close out no no cool well awesome so so guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this uh hashtag rebels remembered uh okay. on this fine day um thank you guys for for hanging out with us oh look at the loaf cat yes <laughs> <laughs> anna you have all the cool things <laughs> <laughs> Not only are you podcasting with Yoda behind you, but you've got a white loose cat. That's awesome. <laughs> celebrations from celebration. Man. And imagine all the things we'll get in celebration this year. Yay! So excited. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so cool, guys. So we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up. Uh, Cheyenne, Anna, thank you for hanging out with us. And I'm so excited that we finally got our team together. So, so definitely expect a lot more from us, guys. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in the works, uh, a lot of plans, all this good stuff. We will absolutely be at Celebration, all of us, actually, um, for for some of the days and everything. And so uh, if you want to hang out, let us know. We'll be happy to. Because um, yeah. like, most of the fun is talking with you guys, to be honest. <laughs> we have a great time uh, hanging out and everything. And so um, if you guys don't mind, if you enjoyed this episode or any previous episodes, uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us five stars. We'll read it on the show. All that good stuff. <laughs> we don't mess with any of that one star stuff. No, I'm just too <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so, and uh, you can also follow us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. And Cheyenne, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Jerica Training Academy. There's a period in between each of those words. Um, and you can also read my blog. I do a Star Wars Sunday, amongst other things, um, at CheyenneHoover.wordpress.com. Yeah. What about you, Anna? Um, you guys can find me at Legiki Life, and that's with two eyes. Um, and social media, Instagram, Twitter, and I have a blog as well. About it. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, guys, be sure to check them out. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, you're missing out if you have not seen their blogs. <laughs> so, definitely go check them out. Um, but, yeah, guys. So, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So, until next time, my name is Danny. I'm Kristen. Anna. <laughs> Diane. <laughs> and may the force be with you. Always. <laughs> <laughs>